Here we go. I keep waiting for this every week, and it happens. It's the D.C. Sports Hub. Glad you found us. We are presented, as always, by MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. Yes, I did look down to read this. I, and We need to put a teleprompter in the budget because I'm just not that smart to remember the script. We'll start with big news. How about the Washington Commanders moving to Richmond? I mean, that's great. The new stadium is going to be <laughs> so. But, but, that's the next move, right? Well, as we talk hey. about this, uh, at the end of the day, no matter where the next stadium is going to be, uh, you're going to be driving. It's not going to be in D.C. It never was going to be in D.C. Uh, I, I was at the 50th anniversary of RFK Stadium, where Vincent Gray and everybody got up there and, and was and uh, with all good intentions, and we're going to get we're going to get Washington back in D.C. and we're going to start with the training camp. You know what happened two months after that? The training camp was announced. It was moving to Richmond. The bottom line, and this is not a criticism of the city, but it just is not in a position to make the kind of deal required to build an NFL stadium. That's why Capital One Arena was privately financed. That's why DC United Stadium, Audi Field, was privately financed. Nationals Park is really a window of opportunity during that administration that they got that tax bill passed uh, the business development district bill or whatever. I'm not Mark Plotkin, God rest his soul. And I love him. Um, so again, no matter where anybody have any thoughts on the stadium, because no matter where we go, we're going to be driving. I think. Yeah. I mean, look, if he were, if he really wants to help himself, you go to DC and say, look, I'm paying for the entire thing. Give me the land, but that's not going to happen, but that's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. There. So either way you're going to drive. I really don't see a stadium going in Woodbridge. I think this is all look, we saw the report come out from the owners uh, about from Jared Bell over the weekend about the owners starting to count um, count votes. Coincidence? The next day we get a story about land being purchased. I think not. So I, I think that they're just this is another leverage thing. Uh, I, I don't know where it's going to go in Virginia, but I would say Virginia is the leader in the clubhouse right now. I really don't see the Woodbridge deal being uh, being a thing and putting a stadium down there. Can you imagine? First of all. Forget everything else, but how about players? Oh, yeah, you got to move to Woodbridge. You get a free agent coming to town. Let's land at National. We're going to take you down 95 to see your new stadium and where your training facility is going to be. No chance. I just don't see it happening moving down there. Although I'll say this. Don't count Maryland out because the Maryland Stadium Authority has proven it can get things done. Jack Ken Cook paid for Landover, but it got that done. Baltimore. Uh, And every time things come up, and I know this just from soccer. The, the, the idea of D.C. United going to Baltimore was very real because the Maryland Stadium Authority had the mechanism or whatever the political term is to be able to put things in place to make things happen. So don't yeah. don't count Maryland out of the, the equation. But, yes, it's count D.C. out because uh, those are great days. The window of opportunity was when Jack Ken Cook in the early 90s said, I want a stadium in D.C. and I'm going to pay for it, and they didn't sort that out then. So game over there. Any other thoughts on that before? We, oh, by the way, they play on the field. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. No, this, no, no, go ahead, Dave. No, if, if, if DC United had moved to Baltimore, would they have become the blast again? That's, that's, that's the first thing on my mind. All right. I'm sorry to let you go. The, the Baltimore blast was, <laughs> was something else. Um, I, I, I think the leader in the clubhouse by default is Maryland in and around FedEx field. I see them, setting up shop there. I don't. And then number two, I think perhaps Sterling somewhere in and around there where you, there are more, there's more than one route 
to get to the stadium. The problem that, that they have with Woodbridge, I was talking to George earlier, it's almost like when you're trying to set up a press and you use the sideline as a defender, the Potomac River is an extra defender, meaning that there, there's only one way to get in and out uh, when, when you're trying to get to Woodbridge or Dumfries or anywhere in that corridor. Whereas at least if you're going to Sterling, you can take the toll road. You can take 66. You've got 50. You've got 29. A lot of different roads where, yes, it sucks, but it's it sucks from many different angles as opposed to you go to Woodbridge. It is a nightmare at the highest degree, and there's only one nightmare, and everybody's involved in it. It's much like back in the day with when RFK, so many of my friends who had tickets two games for the Burgundy and gold when the game, when they were at RFK and there were so many different routes through the city to get to that area. They're not going back into Washington, DC. I think Landover. Yes. You can take multiple ways to get there. Uh, Woodbridge is out. I think it's Landover one, maybe Sterling somewhere out there in Loudoun County too. And I think Woodbridge is just a smoke screen to get, as we've talked about uh, people not thinking about counting votes against Dan Snyder. Rob? Well, uh, first of all, way to steal my thunder as the resident traffic reporter. If there's anybody who can describe for you the reasons why Maryland is a better location for a stadium than Virginia, it's me. Because, look, my, my biggest complaint has always been in Virginia, if the traffic sucks on 95, you're just stuck on 95. Ditto for 66. In Maryland, if the traffic sucks on 95, you got the, and I wouldn't suggest the BW Parkway, but that is an option. You have 29, you have Route 1, which isn't as bad as Route 1 in Virginia because there's more lights on Route 1 in Virginia. 270 sucks. Okay, you got 355. You can probably work your way through some of the uh, neighborhood roads like River Road and the such uh, over uh, Georgia's neighborhood. So uh, I, I would say that, Keeping it in Maryland is probably, yes, the preferred option. The thing that drives me crazy, though, is just seeing the reaction from uh, Commander's Twitter, if I can call it that yet, uh, is that everybody's like, oh, well, it was in Maryland for so long. Like, It's okay if it's in Virginia. Okay, well, it's in Maryland four miles over the border to D.C., it's inside the beltway. Okay. To me, that's still D.C. adjacent, if nothing else. Moving it to Woodbridge or is the equivalent of moving it to Germantown. Right. You wouldn't put a stadium in Germantown, Maryland. So that's the thing. Have a stadium closer to D.C. I don't care what jurisdiction it's in. We call it the DMV for a reason, because basically inside the beltway, for all intents and purposes, it's all the same. So keep it inside the beltway. Land over the, uh, to me, the, the biggest issue I've had with FedEx field is that it should have, there should be direct Metro access to a stadium in a metropolitan area. If we're not going to get that regardless, keep it in Landover, knock over what's there now, uh, uh, put a stadium up next to it. Like we've seen a million times in other places. And, uh, and that's the way to do it. So yes, I would not count Maryland out. Virginia is coming hot and heavy for it because at this point, Virginia is probably the stronger the, where this, the fan base is strongest at this particular point in time. Well, and Metro, Metro, Metro is such a key capital one arena. The yeah. stats are off the chart. The number of people that use Metro and, and the uh, litmus test on that is you could be driving on sixth street mm. and it's only a half hour before tip off or puck drop. And it's not a jam because 
people have used Metro now getting out. It's a different story because always leaving parking garages at the same time, right. but it, it's not the traffic hassle you would think in downtown. Quick question. Does Dan Snyder, is he still around to see the opening of a new stadium? We'll start with you, Rob. Uh, I'm going to say no, but is, this is not going to be as easy as people think. You have to think about <laughs> There's a lot of people who stay in bad marriages because it's just so hard to get out of it. That And that's exactly what the NFL is doing right now. It's uh, Snyder's not going to go away quietly. And everybody likes to conflate this with the, um, the, the situation in Carolina when that owner was, was going on the, on the way out. Well, he, this was not Donald Sterling. He basically made it easy for the league to move on from him. Dan Snyder is not going to do that. So the league is bracing for what they know is going to be a protracted battle in court and all of that. And they have to cross their T's and dot their I's. So I think he's not going to be around because the new stadium is going to be what? 2027, I believe is, uh, is when they're able to do that. So I, I think this is going to be a couple year process uh, by the time Snyder's out, but I think he will be out. Yes or no, Dave. I think he's in. I think, I, I think there, there are enough other owners with enough skeletons in their closet that they don't want to make it easy. They do not want to set a precedent of removing an owner. And as and Rob was spot on, yes, as the Carolina example, but Jerry Richardson made things very easy for the process to move down the river. So to speak, I see Dan Snyder, you know, uh, whether it's with his attorneys, whether it's him looking in the eyes of other owners saying, okay, I've done a, B and C, but you have X, Y, Z, you know, on your plate that we can bring out and about. And I think there are enough other owners who, don't want to make it easy to lose their spot in perhaps the most exclusive club in the entire world. Yes. The U S Senate is, has been called the most exclusive club, but you only get a six year term and you don't make boatloads of money. Like at least, at least not our senators here not, not uh, doing the NFL. <laughs> yeah. You just opened a whole nother can of worms. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I've, I've never, anyway, uh, senators live well though in our country, but that's it. They, they, work, they work hard. They, they keep giving themselves raises, which is a good thing. George, yes or no. I, I don't think so. I think, I think you're going to see a lot once this report comes out. How about this? If, if the report, the investigation comes out and he was skimming off the top and taking money from the other owners, then that's it. Like, I mean, you, I, I understand all the other, uh, other, everything else about you don't want to blow the whistle on one of your own because they're going to come searching in your backyard too, in your closet. I totally get that. But if you start stealing from the other, the other guys, I mean, you're a made guy, you're an owner. It's, it's very elite group. I get it. But if you're taking money from somebody and then on top of that, the other stuff that's going on, then I think you're going to have an issue there. If, if the report comes back and he wasn't, uh, taking money and stealing, then I think then, you know, I, I don't think they're going to um, remove him, I, I think. But if it comes down to the, to, to the two books and the taking money, if that stuff is true, then I think, yes, I think he's going to have an issue. It's just like Al Capone. They got him for tax evasion. Right. I wasn't well, even the tip right. of the iceberg in terms of the worst stuff yeah. that he did. So, right. I mean, right. yeah, that that's right. going to be the Trojan horse, I guess, to get. Al, Al Capone had some parking tickets as well. So there are other issues <laughs> that he had to deal with. By the way, real fast. So real quick, this just I want everybody to think about this. So Dan Snyder's taking a step back from day-to-day operations, which, by the way, is not true. Fine. Right. But to work on the stadium deal. So he takes a step back. He starts working on the stadium deal and we get Woodbridge. Congratulations. That's exactly how this whole thing is done. Hey, no, well, I think I, uh, we, you know, George addressing the, you know, skimming off the top from other owners. I think if that becomes an issue, Dan Snyder goes into full attack mode and says, all right, open your books. 
There are two things that NFL owners do not want. They don't want to pay players a penny more than they have to. And they don't want anybody to know their business. They don't want anyone to know where their money is coming from or where their money is coming in. That's, I mean, open your books. <laughs> the three words that no NFL owner wants to hear. And if I, I see Dan Snyder doing that in full back uh, to the wall mode. That's well, what I would do the bad uh, setup the NFL has then because there need to be checks and balances to guard against this right. sort of thing. Like the well, commissioner or somebody needs to have more power to put some of these owners in check because the fact that the commissioner basically answers to them and 24 of them have to be in line for it. it that's, that's just not, that's not good. I, I'm not going to be judging jury on whether Dan Snyder, how he ran the financial part of it uh, did something wrong. I'll say this. I would, I would be very surprised if uh, there were, there were somehow two set of books or, or some, some financial shenanigans going on because the players association and all sports wants to make sure they're getting their fair share or they should. And I know this firsthand from, from basketball and, and, and hockey that at the end of the year, there is an audit done of every team and is an extensive audit by the players association. And they want to see exactly, all right, how many tickets did you sell? You can only have a certain number of comp tickets because the players will say, all right, those are tickets you could have sold, even if you couldn't have sold them, let's say. But to the answer why you don't just paper the house with a thousand free tickets is because the players union is going to say, no, wait a minute, that you, you could have sold that. I have to believe there's a similar watchdog situation because the salary cap, unless I'm missing something, is based on revenue. And so they're going to take a look at this for all teams where it does get confusing and where I think some of the allegation uh, comes from the financial shenanigans. A lot of these NFL stadiums, needless to say, have multiple events and multiple uses. And I mean, Jerry's world, the Cowboy stadium, you know, so how do you, you, you divide up that ticket revenue with personal seat licenses and all that kind of stuff. That's a, that's an accounting nightmare. So uh, to get to the question I asked, uh, the key will be if they can approve some financial shenanigans, he doesn't make it to the opening of a new stadium. But unless they come up with something that violates uh, NFL rule, uh, he will still be around because he's got as many lawyers as the NFL has. Oh, by the way, they're on the field. George, what are you seeing? Well, we see lots of uh, shorts and T-shirts out there and, uh, you know, some helmets. But uh, a lot of pads. And not, no, not pads. At all. Look, you can't tell anything from OTAs, and uh, you know, but I will tell you this. What do you mean? Carson, wait, wait, wait. I, I saw somebody write that we're going to have the best offense in the world now. Yeah, and, you know, and it's like when somebody <laughs> asks you, how did Carson Wentz look? Well, you know, fine, great. You know, first of all, I'm very surprised he kept him outside in the rain yesterday on a wet field on the very first day. That's a whole other story. But, uh, you know, we got to see Carson under center for the first time. He definitely throws a different ball than Taylor Heineke. He's a bigger guy, uh, you know, something that, we haven't seen on this team in quite some time. Uh, Sam Howell is also out there. Curtis Samuel seems to be healthy, but again, it's May. Johan Dotson, the uh, first-round pick, out there running routes. Defensively, look, Chase Young not there. Okay, he's rehabbing. I'd like to see him rehab here, though. I mean, I, we, we've seen this last year, too, not being there for the start because he's doing his whole offseason, uh, you know, video shoots and things like that. You'd like to see him there. Uh, Montez Swept and Cam Sims' personal reasons. Sims was having a baby. I don't know where Sweat's deal was. McLaurin's not going to show up till he gets his new contract. And Deron Payne walks off the field yesterday in the middle of practice because of his uh, contract situation. So, you know, for me, the story was who wasn't there. And I'd like to see Chase Young show up. And I think he will. 
but uh, you know, to see everybody out there in the field, players kind of liked it, excited to be back, just out there playing some football again, even though if it was just in uh, shorts and t-shirts and, and running some routes, but uh, three weeks of this, a mandatory mini camp, and then a, a, a month off before training camp. One of the other interesting things I found or that I thought was interesting is that there will be no joint practices this year. I thought maybe they'd get it done with Carolina being the first preseason game, some familiarity there, but uh, he said it's not going to happen. So that was the, the other news of the day. All right, George, don't they usually start fist fights with other teams when they do? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So be good. Do we see so, like some Jets and Sharks? Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun uh, to do. Let's get it going. On the Chase Young thing, though, he lives here. So, well, I mean, where, where yeah. is he? Yeah, I don't know where he's rehabbing. I know. I don't know. I think. I, all right. I, well, I, I think even, <laughs> even if they don't participate in the actual drills, even if Deron Payne isn't you know, he wants a better contract and he's not running around in his shorts. I think it's important for him to be in the room. I think it's important for Chase Young to be here and at least be around his teammates. Yeah. He might be practicing. He might be doing stuff elsewhere. But you know what? It's not like this is a seven-day-a-week thing. It's, it's a handful right. of days. Show up. Be here. Be around your teammates. Same with Terry McLaurin. You know, I know that he wants a better deal. I don't want him to get hurt. But – it's important for you to be around the guys, to be with the coaches, to be on the field and see stuff, because it's one thing for him to get a phone call and say, all right, we did A, B, and C, but it's another thing for him to actually be to witness and see Carson Wentz in person throw those balls. It's in a world where every little bit helps when you're getting ready for the fall, these feel like opportunities missed. All right. Well, then Chase Young, maybe look, uh, he might have just thought he had to go to Woodbridge. He may have gotten confused with all this stuff. So maybe that's why he's not there. Real quick, we'll go right down the line. Uh, George, you started with the, the the updates that you've been out there. In, I assume you were in shorts out there covering this. Uh, I was cold yesterday. I was in jeans and it was okay. raining. All right. Speaking of what, so let's give it a temperature. We, we're into this offseason now. We've had time to reflect. You feel you feel hot, you're hot excited about the where the team is, lukewarm, uh, cold, indifferent, uh, bored to tears. You're, you're, give me a temperature. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's I think it's kind of warm. I do, honestly. I think, and it's going to be it's going to depend on number eleven. It's going to depend on Carson Wentz and how he does this offense. They do have they do have playmakers. That's just, there's no secret. Defense has playmakers. The entire secondary is coming back for the first time in a while. That's still intact. You know, you are missing some guys up front that you lost, including Matt Ioannidis, but and um, uh, Tim Settle. But you know, his defense is still strong. Offense has playmakers. It's going to depend for me on what uh, number eleven does. They've overcast with smatterings of rain and until they prove uh, what it was yesterday against Jacksonville. I'm going to you know, be questioning them the entire way. Yes. Carson Wentz potential upgrade. Yes. Secondary's back. Yes. They have a lot of new pieces that are really going to look impressive in practice and in training camp, but until they suit up against real NFL teams, I have no reason to think that they will be better than last year or the year before a pair of seven wing clubs, Rob temperature. Uh, it's overcast and I'm trying to decide if I should wear a jacket or not. It's like that little in between sort of, uh, temperature, because here's the thing. I, I, I understand the, Oh, Carson Wentz has an arm and you know, all of this. Yeah. So did Jeff George, but that doesn't mean that he was a franchise quarterback. So I, when I see number 11, I'm still looking at all the guys that Washington could not get because they made that trade. So uh, in another guy last week, uh, James Bradbury would have been a nice get for the secondary who used to play for Ron in Carolina. So 
you miss out on another opportunity there. So having said that, I think the offense is better than it was a year ago. I think you'll see more 30-point performances, which is not a high number in today's NFL, but one Washington struggles to reach on a consistent basis. So I think you have some more of those but I'm still not sold that he is the future of the franchise or that he's going to have this great year where he's going to throw for 35 touchdowns and less than 10 picks and, you know, 4,500 yards or something like that. I, I, I still have to see him last through an entire season without falling on his face, literally and or figuratively. And my temperature, and, and along, those lines, my temperature along those lines is, is lukewarm. I have yeah. to believe the offensive line is going to protect Carson Wentz. And to me, that will be the key. So right now it's lukewarm running out of time. Our audible at the line of scrimmage before you have to go, George, any, any topic you want to throw out there. Yeah. Let's give it up for the Maryland uh, men's and women's lacrosse teams going to the final four. Again, both teams, the men, number one in the country, avenging last year's uh, loss to UVA last weekend, the Maryland women on a roll too. Let's have a good weekend in college park. And then the baseball team also highest ranking in, uh, in school history. Big Ten tournament coming up this weekend. Wow, good thing you touched part. Dave Preston? Causes for concern and causes for confidence with the Nationals. Causes for concern, uh, the starting pitching that can't get guys into the sixth inning. That is not ideal. That is how you burn a bullpen. But causes for confidence, Steven Strasburg, Joe Ross, both pitched rehab starts uh, Tuesday evening. Strasburg and Fredericksburg, Joe Ross up in Harrisburg. Uh, Hopefully those guys will be back by the All-Star break. Who knows, but it's tough to win when, in effect, you're pitching your sixth and seventh best starters in your organization every fifth day. All right, Dave. Uh, Rob, sorry, Rob, you got the best shirt of the uh, day on for us. <laughs> you, you get the other, final word. Other Dave. Um, yeah, so I'm going to stick with the NFL. The uh, owners' meetings going on now. Uh, they're expanding the Rooney rule now to include uh, having to uh, interview uh, minorities for quarterback coach positions. As we all know that that is uh, very much a feeder position into head coaching positions nowadays. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to be something that improves the numbers uh, among minority head coaches in the NFL. Uh, we'll see, but at least this is a step in the right direction. It's always hard to, it's always hard to give the NFL credit because there's usually some sort of uh, bad motive behind it, or, or it's a performative move uh, in order to appease the masses. But hopefully this, this, uh, th- this leads to something. May 25th, 2022, 2022, whatever the yep. date is, I'm going to call it the mystics win another WNBA title. And I hope we appreciate Mike Tebow, uh, for what he continues to do for this uh, franchise, how he puts together a roster. It's more than Elena Deladon. It's, yes, it, <laughs> to win a title, it helps to have a player like Elena Deladon. But how he keeps doing it uh, and, and constructing a roster that, that competes, it, it's exciting and, and it should get out the entertainment sports arena and get ready for another title run. And real quick, to that point, it would have been really easy for them to stay at number one and take Ryan Howard, who is the the league's leading scorer right now. But to take Shakira Austin and get that rim protector and balance out your roster more, masterful move. I give them all props for that. And and Google Mike Tebow because he's had an amazing career and and, uh, he continues to have an amazing career. He's a heck of a nice guy, too. All right. For George Wallace, Dave Preston, Rob Woodfork, again, the best shirt. Uh, we're going to have to auction that off on eBay. I really like this that. Is, Look. This is an old shirt, too. It's like, yeah, well, I, like I, I hate to sound a little cliche with, oh, this old thing, but yeah, it's legitimately no. is okay. like a nine-year-old. Well, Rob, gonna... it really brings out your eyes. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> nice. On that note,
Belt, we'll remind you we're sponsored by MGM National Harbor, the latest in Washington sports. Visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. We'll see you next week on the D.C. Sports Huddle. Break. News in the D.C. area can change rapidly from one minute to the next. Break it all down and go beyond the headlines with DMV Download, the new podcast from WTOP News. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. Weekday afternoons, hear from WTOP reporters and guests as we unpack the top stories of the day in the D.C. area. The DMV Download podcast from WTOP News. Listen, rate, and leave us a review. Available now on all podcast platforms. Presented by Steamfitters Local 602. The new era of Thursday Night Football is here, and it's only on Prime Video. This Thursday, the Philadelphia Eagles bring their high-flying offense to Houston, where the Texans look for an upset. Pre-game coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, with TNF Tonight delivered by Little Caesars, live from Houston. It's the Eagles and the Texans, only on Prime Video. See Amazon.com slash watch TNF for details. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 